and welcome back to another episode of the Geek Stream as we talk about the final episode of Halo. Uh, Paramount Plus is most popular show, I guess. Uh, anyway, I guess I could put that down as. I mean, I don't know if you could even say that. Um, it it has gotten a lot of negativity. Um, I mean, the, in the last few um, episodes. Um. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it started off with great potential. Yeah, uh, the Halo show, uh, it's, uh, the ninth, the final episode, the ninth episode, uh, uh, we, we definitely get an ending for this season, because they, they did say And remember, making... they've already green, greenlit season two. Yeah, before they, uh, finished the first season, so, I mean, if anything, I guess that just shows, uh, whether the people at Paramount, I guess, were just like, yeah, sure, that seems, uh, you know. It'll I can be... already see the money he makes. Yeah, um, <clears throat> this is definitely a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess. Uh, okay, let's start off. Do you think it's one of the worst video game adaptations in the most recent years? I don't know. It's it's hard for me to say. That, because uh, mm-hmm. I, whenever I think of bad video game adaptations, I, I think back to, like, the Resident Evil movies. Heck, uh, that new Monster Hunter, I'm pretty sure was pretty mediocre. Basically, any movie with Mila Djokovic. Video game movie with Mila Djokovic. Uh, Paul W.S. Uh, Anderson, or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's that? Uh, Uwe Boll? Uwe video game movies, yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, one could argue that the Mortal Kombat movie that came out, like, year or two ago the not as great as the first ones they made mm-hmm. which says something not as bad as uh, annihilation not as bad as annihilation but i'm gonna be honest they kind of share a bit a bit of a similar tone to me mm-hmm. in terms of a bit of writing you know they they add some changes yeah. that you kind of just go why why would you do that <laughs> um if you don't know what I'm talking about for the, uh, the 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 new Mortal Kombat movie that came out, I think it was it last year. Yeah, it was definitely last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the bigger changes was one adding a brand new character as like the main lead, and two uh, the fact that like like they they all get powers because they get branded or whatever or something mm-hmm. like that, and it's just like why. <laughs> um, but more to the point. Uh, yeah, let's just uh, let's jump into this last episode, and we can then, go further in as to, and, and we can give our thoughts of the series as a whole because, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there, there's a lot to talk about. So this final episode sort of picks up where we left off with Chief coming back, uh, waking up from you know that whole explosion thing that rocked the the base. He sort of like essentially goes tries to go after McKee. And McKee's like, fuck you. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna get to that Covenant spaceship. Fuck you. Um, meanwhile, uh, everyone else is hunting down Halsey, and the the rest of the Spartans are like, no, but we were ordered by Halsey. Wait, you don't understand. She did X, Y, and Z to us. Yeah, like they have like. I don't believe you. <laughs> they're they're all at like a Mexican standoff. You know, it's like. I gotta bring you in that in chief, dead or alive. It's like, listen to me. Halsey did bad things to us. You know, she kidnapped us, brainwashed us, such and such. He's like, shut up, you're lying. And ba- then- ba- basically, the the <clears throat> whole, um, you know, crux of what was going on this whole season, the 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 abduction, the the the, the, the Spartan Two program. Yeah, the the, the bit the. The very dark side of the Spartan Two program gets sort of fully revealed to you, at least the Spartans. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Keys, uh, Captain Keys, shows up to like sort of really, like, yeah, it's it's true. I helped out. We did such and such um, mm-hmm. things, and yeah, and it's all true. And sort of the Spartans, uh, Ritz and uh, Bannock, uh, sort of just stand down, and they they join with Chief to get to McKee while uh, Kai tries to stop Halsey from leaving the ship. You know, mm-hmm. like, having her ship leave off-planet. Uh, they get... Uh, you know, they're, they're too late to stop McKee because she's already in the Covenant ship. And meanwhile, <clears throat> mm-hmm. Kai 
She kills one of the uh, that 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 weird doctor. Assistant. Oh, thank God! Yeah. Oh my God! I've never been so happy to see something in my life. Yeah, because he's he's definitely weird. Okay, we'll talk about him a little bit more. Yeah, um, but Halsey manages to get into an escape pod, leaves. Uh, the ship crashes. Kai survives. Um, but yeah, it's generally Best sort of girl like survives. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess you can call her that. Um, yeah, and it's sort of more like now you know there's two missions. Spartans find a key, stop the you know them joining the artifacts and finding yeah. Halo. Meanwhile, uh, Captain Keys and the rest of the UNSC are like going on a manhunt to yeah. find Halsey. Mm-hmm. And so, like that, the manhunt's pretty obvious. You know, they find her, they interrogate her, um, basically ask her, "Hey, like, did you think what you did was wrong?" But it's like. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm wrong. I mean, yeah, like, heck, they even, like, I'm assuming they were going to execute her. Because, mm, well, I mean, you got to keep a way, find a way to keep her hush hush. Yeah, because, like, they felt like she's just too dangerous to be too left alive. Yeah, alive too, yeah. too dangerous. And so, what ended up, uh, and so, you know, there's this moment where Chief and Cortana talk, and they're, we find out that technically Cortana can take over Chief's body at any point in time. I mean, yeah, like that's uh, it's something that's been alluded to by Halsey. Like mm-hmm. she wanted him, to, she wanted Cortana to eventually do that so that they, you know, push each other forward together or mm-hmm. something. Like, it's like it's her view of like evolving humanity or whatever. Yeah. Um, and obviously Cortana through the course of it all, just like kind of uh, like she's like very like not against like she's very against it uh, at this point. Where it's like I don't want to do that. You know, what makes you guys human? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what makes you guys special. You know. Uh, you know, and you know they have a bit of a bonding moment there, and they have to go through this uh weird like like he- weird spatial rift in space in order to get to where to the uh, I guess the holy site where the, the the covenant prophets and all them along with McKee are gonna join the uh, artifacts and she'll activate it and then, like mm. be able to find Halo and stuff and um. Yeah, and we get some pretty good fight scenes out of this. Uh, heck, we even get like a a proper uh, rendition of the Halo theme. For I was gonna bit. say that was that was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I still am like weirded out whenever they do do like first person action for the. And you know what it is? It's not rendered so well. Yeah, I think that's that, what... the whole fight was rendered really bad, and I feel really bad for the VFX artists who didn't have time to you know clean it all up. But it it was probably the most like impressive looking with the budget <laughs> yeah it definitely seems like it i mean and, heck the uh, environment they're in just feels like like they're just in a video game which i, I mean i don't know i mean the, the way the, the 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 that place is designed it looks very like a level you can see in halo yeah i mean i don't know like i mean it, that's definitely a compliment in terms mm-hmm. of design but like the visual aspect doesn't look like you said it's a bit rendered poorly mm-hmm. so it looks kind of off well yeah and i think it's just this is where the budget gets good and keeps going uh into certain areas because while the rendering for certain moments action scenes especially even in the beginning where uh, uh kai is trying to hunt down halsey it looks very like uh cartoonish yeah there are the prophets who are like rendered the best out of all of them yeah, like it seems like there's certain areas where the budget is put uh, properly, and then other parts where it feels like it's a bit rushed. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because they didn't give the show enough of a budget mm-hmm. to like get all that stuff worked out, mm-hmm. or or what I don't know. Um, but point is, yeah, I mean, the fight scenes overall pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a lot of decent action. Uh, it's just that some of the visual effects don't look that well questionable camera work as well yeah questionable camera work as well um and yeah they sort of uh have this whole fight and meanwhile we sort of kind of cut back to back to the unsc base uh where halsey's sort of in her interrogation room and she starts having a seizure and stuff it's like what how you know like Mm -hmm. what's going on here and uh uh miranda has a flashback to uh when they talked about like the flash clones and she has this realization of like no impossible you know like where is she yeah like 
you know, like, she makes the realization that this Halsey is a Flash clone, and the real Halsey has gotten away, and they don't know where she is. She ran away. And I'm just like, how the... When the... F- <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, it opens up a potential, like, what the hell kind of moment. Like, mm. granted, it's not like... It's out of the realm of like it's not like it's not one of those like gotcha moments or whatever where it's like you know, like super like crazy insane plot twist or whatever for no reason mm-hmm. uh, because I mean the idea of like these flash clones has been brought up multiple times um, but more so sort of like when did she have the time to just you know use the flash clone and have it be in its place take her place mm-hmm. like what the hell. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting moment, but we come back to the fight, McKee activates the, uh, the artifacts and sort of kind of knocks John out a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. he's like also like seeing like all these visions and stuff and like, you know, the Spartans are getting messed up. You know, there's an army of fucking uh, elites and brutes and all this stuff like they're just charging at them mm-hmm. and while well, they have to hold up in the uh the, the 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 monument or whatever yeah oh by the way um the prophets are right there yeah it's an interesting thing that i don't know it's it's like they kind of forget mm-hmm. that like where they put the characters in in the space because the prophets are ha- like literally like hovering above the spartans this entire time and they as- have guns yeah, and, you know, it's like... Weapons of project with projectiles. <laughs> yes, that is what a gun is. <laughs> um, point is, they could have killed the, the prophets who are the head guys of the Covenant. And, I mean, not necessarily win the war, but definitely, like... Deal a major blow. Deal a major blow in terms of the hierarchy. Um, so, it's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. But... I I, I, we'll I get, digress. You know, we'll, we'll get into that more as we, you know, give our thoughts about the show itself. Mm. But that is a thing that is happening. And, you know, in order for, like, uh, for, for Chief to, like, wake up from the vision thing, Kai kills McKee. Oh, no. Yeah, and, you know, she's like, holy shit. Oh, I was like, oh, no. well, that, no. I've lost my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Covenant, you know, like, it was showing, like, the star map above them. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, like, you know, we're going to find out where Halo is. And then, obviously, it's not, it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. And the Prophet's like, get get the demon, get Master Chief, because he also is able to activate the thing. And we'll need him to do that. However, Chief sort of, like, comes to the realization of, like, all right, we got to get these artifacts. We got to get out of here, you know. And Cortana's like, you know... Oh, like we can't save the Spartans and also take the artifact because you know if you touch mm-hmm. it, you're gonna like lose your mind again. And she sort of makes sort of the ultimate call of like, then you take over Cortana. It's like no, I won't want to do that. It's like you have to. You're the only one that can do it. And sort of Chief like sort of like has this like kind of last stand, mm-hmm. just like fighting these Covenant before eventually getting knocked out. Mm-hmm. And that's when Cortana takes over his body. And just uh, does a bunch of uh, one-shotting of various enemies. Uses the pelican to, like, clear a landing zone. Continue. Yeah. Um, you know, he, she gets the artifact, the Spartans get out. I mean, obviously they're like, no, John, don't touch it. And then, obviously, it doesn't react. Which, you know, weirds out Kai, uh, obviously. Um, they get on the ship, you know. The, the, the prophet's like, curse you, Master Chief. Curse you, demon. Yeah. And uh, they managed to get away. Um, and we sort of get a bit of a exposition, kind of like ending like monologue or whatever from Halsey, sort of just, I guess, writing about like, you know, like humanity needs to evolve and, you know, such and such. Uh, and the best way, I guess, I'm going to find out by going to Halo. I'm going to figure it out. Maybe through Halo we can evolve ourselves or whatever. And you know they yeah, obviously the UNSC is gonna be hunting down uh, Halsey at this point. Meanwhile, uh, back on the ship, uh, the Spartans are coming from the ruins, wounds and like battle scars and stuff like that. But mainly it's the uh, Kai just sort of like looking at. She's like, "Chief, are you in there?" 
No response. No response. Looks like hi, no response. But uh, yeah, and that's sort of where this 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 season ends. Um. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's an interesting ending. It, yeah, it is. It it totally is. And I'm not saying that as someone who like, oh, I hated this thing all the way through. No, I found it very enjoyable. It's serviceable. And I think this is where we're going to get into our first discussion. Um, This show, without it being called Halo, you wouldn't think it's Halo. And we talked about this in the last episode. It feels very generic sci-fi action show. And that's not what you want Halo to be. And a lot of the times the writing and the ideas that they have either isn't executed well, not or explore or explored further, or you know, it doesn't amount to much. And it's sad because it's this is a if you are a fan of Halo that's not what Halo is and granted we can talk about more about the fact that the the showrunners never touch the games or any or from our understanding any of the source material um and you know how involved 343 was maybe we don't know uh don't want to go into that but we can but it's it's very apparent that it this was not a well thought out series um the prime example for me was is the the whole Spartan Two program, because and you and I talked about this. If you've never played Halo or you just played the games, right? If you never heard of Halo, you or you just played the games, you just think it's action shooter, you know, sci-fi man uh, says cool one-liners, and you know saves day, right? But if you but. The Spartan 2 program is probably one of the first instances of, like, one, world building, but also just establishes this idea of, like, what the Halo world is, the world of Halo is, right? Where you see this action movie man, and in reality, he is a broken person, never had a childhood, went through so much stuff. It it paints a really dark picture, right? Mm-hmm. And that that for the most part that is the big through line of the show. But you don't get anything out of that, right? You don't, you know, sense that. You're just like, "Oh, they did this to us. Oh, how tragic." Halsey, you lied to me, but like there's no weight to it. Yeah, it 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 it's definitely like not to say like uh, they weren't wrong in like trying to go down that route. No, I think that's like the best thing to do, especially if you've never experienced Halo, outside of again maybe the games or just your a general knowledge of it. Yeah, because you know the backstory of the Spartan Two program is definitely is in the in the novels and stuff. Um, you know, and it, it is kind of how it goes through the show. Uh, Halsey. Uh, finds various children that she feels is uh, are worthy candidates to be you know used in the Spartan 2 program she kidnaps them uh replaces them with flash clones that die like after mm. a couple of years or whatever uh so that way there's like no paper trail and then uh you know does various experiments on them so that they can you know be genetically altered as well as like have various things installed in them so that they could be mm. super soldiers essentially um and yeah it's all kinds of messed up and it isn't you know obviously it's not like super explored in the games like not until like halo 4 do they even like mention sort of like the backstory of the spartan 2 program Mm -hmm. and with like some of the characters being like yeah no halsey that was a bit bit messed up what you did there you know (laughs) and she acknowledges like yeah it's messed up but we did it for a purpose yeah it's just to find the means kind of situation and it's it's even more funny because we talked about this earlier that the whole point, these big, you know, strong Spartan dudes or and and you know, women, were used to quell humans, <laughs> insurrections. They were the big space police. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the idea what I mean what they wanted to do with having them go straight up with the Spartan Two program and like sort of like having it be revealed and all that stuff is to like give this uh, sense of like making the UNSC a bit more morally gray instead of just the straight like the straight up good guys versus the mm. bad guys the aliens. Granted, we don't get like um like. I obviously like they don't do something like we're like oh maybe the covenant's good actually no it's, they're still clearly evil I mm-hmm. mean in this episode where they're talking about like McKee's like will I be able to go with the great journey the prophet's like yes of course you will blessed one and then behind her back's like oh yeah we're just totally gonna kill her yeah absolutely oh no she won't survive <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah she's gonna die she's like, gonna die we don't care we don't care as long as she she's activates the yeah as long as she activates the thing we're all fine here you know mm-hmm. we're we're just using her for our means yeah so you know. That's certainly, uh, it's clear that, like, they understand the Covenant are evil. I mean, they ha- they're they definitely a messed up group. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is something, like, I think is explored in later novels and stuff. But, like, the UNSC being a bit morally gray instead of just the standard good guys. Mm-hmm. It's definitely seen in the novels more often than not. So, I guess, like, that is something they want to, to try out. Especially because you do get stuff, like, in, like, the first episode, they're going to kill, uh... Quan or whatever because like hey she won't you know go follow our narrative like that's why us Outer Rim Worlds have to join with you know stick with the UNSC so that we don't get killed by aliens even though it is kind of a thing that she probably should do you know cause you know I'm a smart reasonable person <clears throat> yeah but she's very hang up I'll be like no I will avenge my father my father wanted magical free so therefore it must be free uh, you know it's a whole thing of like, just showing the UNSC being more... Mm. Like, humanity being more a bit divided. Uh, like, still being sort of divided when... I think in the games, they, you know, like... Not to say that the insurrection immediately stopped when the Covenant showed up, but it was very clear... It was that, put on hold. Yeah, that whole stuff was put on hold. It's like, okay, we have an existential crisis of... A coalition of aliens wants to just eradicate the human race. Our problems don't matter anymore. Our infighting doesn't matter anymore. We have to, you know, at least work together to, like, stop these guys. You know? Yes. So, yeah, I think what they wanted to do was, like, have it be more like, I guess, like, like the UNSC's not fully, like, the humanity's not fully, like, together mm-hmm. at this point of facing the Covenant threat. But, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, there's that. I feel like, uh, at the end of the day, they wanted to, like, give Chief more of a character. Which, like, would make sense for having, if you had him react to something he didn't know about, right? But it's, it's, it's almost feels kind of pointless. Like, there is no weight to his, you know, reaction to it. Well, like, like he's upset. There are moments where, like, he just kind of forgets. It's not that he forgets. I think, in the, even in this episode, like, you know, Keys is like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry mm-hmm. about everything. And Chief just straight up just goes, like, says, there'll be a reckoning one day. But for now, you know, mm-hmm. stopping the Covenant is more important. Which, I, you know, it's a logical thing for him to say. Because, yeah, the Covenant are the bigger existential threat here. Mm-hmm. What you guys did is messed up and bad. But we'll get to it when all of this is over. Yeah. Which definitely just, like, it shows that the writers kind of get that. Like, hey, all this polit- all this infighting stuff doesn't really matter because we have the Covenant. They're an existential threat. We got to, mm-hmm. you know, stop these guys. You know, when what happens afterwards, we'll figure it out. All right? <laughs> so, like, so they kind of, like, you can kind of tell, and I think this is, like, the main issue with the show, is, like, you can kind of tell they know... There's hints of like they like of making this idea work well, mm-hmm. but it's just it just doesn't work. And like they're just various choices they make throughout it that are just you make you go what and why and that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. There there is no there is no causality to to one's actions, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, there's no like it doesn't feel connected. It feels jumbled up, and I think part of that is and. Like, do you think it's because they didn't like look into the, like the lore? 
it's weird. I don't want to say like they didn't because they they clearly pull stuff from lore. Like Soren himself is like mainly a novel character, mm-hmm. so it's not like uh, they didn't probably look into the lore. And that's my thing, is that at least from what I like from what I understand, it's like it's they didn't play the games, but they like got caught up with some of the lore aspects of it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like little tiny details that like remind that tells you, oh no, they paid attention. Yeah, obviously, I think one of the scenes I mentioned uh, that we talked about like in early episodes or whatever was the scene where Halsey has John like flip the coin. He calls it right all the time. You know, that's a stream directly ripped from the Fall Reach novel where he meets him for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like it's done pretty perfectly, more or less. Mm-hmm. I think it's like the exact same lines to you from the novel, which clearly shows that they are taking stuff from like at least the expanded lore and all that stuff. And and the and the message still fell through when he does that, because because like you were saying, it's like it impli- it shows like just John's luck factor. Yeah, because like that's at least in the original games, that's what why Cortana, because he wasn't like assigned to Master Chief, she more or less looked at all the Spartans and picked him to be, like, the Spartan to, like, you know, mm-hmm. be your pal or whatever. And she straight up says, it, you know, it's like, it's just, you're lucky. That's your, you know, it's the one thing that separates you, separates you John. You're just lucky. And, uh, and yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's a thing mm-hmm. for, for all that. And, okay, so, obviously, some decisions were made that were bad. Obviously, stuff with, like... <clears throat> And what's in your Quan, uh, Soren stuff, the storylines weren't that engaging. I mean, Soren's a fine character. He's probably the most fun character just because... One of the most fun characters. Yeah, because it feels like he's very much like, I'm not dealing with any of this bullshit mm-hmm. that, that all the other characters deal with. Quan's character is definitely, like, I don't know, like, it feels like they wanted to, like, like... I don't know. She's just she's just there. Like she really basically only serves as like set up for like later plot storyline, especially considering like, oh, your dad went to these fucking weird ladies in the desert and they told him some things and that's why he's sort of very hell bent on like free magical and that you realize it's because there's a magic portal there that must be protected and you must protect it from you know, that's why a magical should be free, because you must protect this portal. You know, and it's like he will come for it one day and it's like Master Chief is gonna go there. That's how they're gonna get to Halo because it's a magic portal or some bullshit. That's her only reason for being there. There, and I'm gonna be finding it very annoying if we continue to find in the next season just spend more time with her. Because if that's all that she's gonna do, just hang out on magical, leading like maybe a resistance or whatever, just to protect the portal. We really don't need to see much of Quan until like you know the UNA you know Master Chief decides to show up. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. she probably tells him, hey, there's a thing here. I trust you more than anyone else. And it's, like, a thing. That's right. It's, like, a portal or something. It's, like, a portal. Okay, let's go in there. And, I don't know, maybe that's how they'll resolve that conflict or whatever. But, yeah. Um, not looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, but the, I mean, there like, another good thing I guess I would say was probably Kai's character. Kai's probably one of the best characters that we have in the show. And that's not saying much. And some people would say that's just this, this, and that. But really, she's the most engaging one, and she's probably the most fun one. She had like a whole like like the moment like I I like seeing her like realize what things are. Yeah, like uh, she's like she's the one like she like also takes out her emotional inhibitor chip thing or whatever in her body. So she also goes into some of the similar things that John is going through. Um, but she takes it a bit differently. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, John seems to be more, like, very stressed and angry about things. She sort of, like, looks at the... I don't know. She has a bit more uh, humor to herself, but also... She, she's so, like, wide-eyed and, and like... What's the word I'm looking for? Whimsy. Yeah. Like, not too whimsy, obviously. No, 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 no. no. But she definitely seems to have... She, she's intrigued by the world. Yeah, she has more fun with stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a whole scene a couple of episodes ago where she's just having these weightlifting competitions... Showing off, like, just how strong a Spartan is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, come on, what else do you got for me? Come on, guys. Come on. Hey, hey. 
And, you know, and she's just having fun with all the soldiers. I mean, she has those bonding moments with Miranda, mm-hmm. like helping her out with like the various stuff with mm-hmm. the covenant language and all that shit. And yeah, it's like, you know, like she definitely has like that bits of personality. Like I think she more than anyone else uh, out of this part uh, that knows about what Halsey did is is the one that's kind of more the most upset about it. Mm-hmm. Like her confrontation with Halsey on the ship is straight up just like, what's my real name? Do I even have a real name? What is it? You know? Which is weird. Yeah, because it seems like John kept his real name, so... I'm pretty sure most of them kept their real names. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Just to make things easy for them, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's... It's, uh... But it's, she's one of the more engaging characters. It's... it's I don't... I so that's why I'm not saying this is, like, a terrible adaptation. It's... They do some stuff right. They do some interesting stuff. But it's, like... But we don't go anywhere with anything that we're, we're given with, you know. Obviously, like like we said earlier with the whole, like, Spartan 2 program, that's something that you can, like, if you've never played the Halo games or even read the books, that's something you can latch onto and teaches you more about the world of Halo. Like, we talked about, like, what, like, heck, how cool would it have been if, like, instead of, like, you know, during the interrogation with Halsey, some dude comes in and is like, we'll be taking over for Halsey. Who are you? Office of Naval Intelligence, and you're like, oh, I know what that is. You're bringing in the the the, the CIA version of of the space CIA. Yeah, basically. space CIA. That's what, yeah, because in the lore, that's what, like the Office of Naval Intelligence is kind of the main. Like they're the ones that like you know had the Spartan Two program, you know, commissioned and all that stuff. Uh, which is, I mean, it's weird because it seems in this in this show like it's just an uh, it's just one commander from the UNSC branch that like mm. gives Halsey all these research and funding and stuff to like make her project go. So it is kind of sad like they don't include Oni, which is like what they're called mm. a lot. Because yeah, in the games they're kind of a bit shadowy and they're not mentioned much, but you just see them as like, oh, it's just a secret. CI in space, but in the in the novels and various other expanded media, it's like, oh, they do a lot more messed up shit. <laughs> so they do some um some uh Iran Contra shit. Yeah, like yeah, th- 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 there's like half of the reason of why there's still like a bit of a covenant conflict in Halo Four is because Oni straight up like has you know some of the remnants of the covenant still be like basically terrorists. Attack, like disrupting like the peace between like the other elites who are like friendly with humans mm-hmm. in order to like continue as a way to protect uh humanity being like all right as long as these aliens keep fighting each other we'll be fine you know we'll be fine <laughs> yeah it's screw them yeah it's kind it's of like it's never gonna bite us back before right yeah it's it's kind of crazy you know mm-hmm. that they don't include that because it definitely because if they wanted to make uh, the UNSC like seen it in the show as a bit more morally gray, and willing to do a lot of messed up stuff. Then, a lot of the bad decisions or like really messed up decisions that mm-hmm. happen could have easily just been like, oh, this is uh, you know, you know, we'll this we're only we'll handle it here. Don't worry about it. All right. Yeah, and I guess like one of my I guess that's the only thing. Um, we can hope maybe. In season two, they go more into. We don't know. We don't know how season two is going to go down. Um, McKee. McKee. Uh, I'm surprised she lasted this long. Well, no, actually, no. I'm, su- I'm surprised she got kicked out so fast. Yeah, like, you feel like she's going to be set up. Because I think I said this the last time we talked about uh, Halo on the show. Uh, that it feels like she was gonna be maybe set up as like this character of like, oh, you know, I, you know, it was gonna cause some conflict between her and John of like, you know, I love you, but I must do what I must. I must help, you know, this is what I chose. And like, no, you still have a chance. She clearly still loves John though. Yeah, because there, there is a, like half the reason why she even activates it is like as a way to like distract the Covenant in mm-hmm. a way to let, you know, them not kill Master Chief. Um, so, I mean, yeah, she clearly still has feelings, but yeah, she gets killed. Um, that best girl. I mean, I, again, that's a I, that's that's a term. That's a term. I don't know. I mean, 
who like what other female character is there? <laughs> it ain't Halsey. Definitely not. I mean, Miranda is whatever, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, it, she's definitely like. I get what they wanted to do with her in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like she definitely is probably the epitome of like the UNSB being kind of bad. Yeah. Um. But like I, I feel There's... like they wanted to have her be. Again, it just feels weird because it feels like she's was gonna be like this sort of like humanizing factor to the Covenant of like maybe this is how we'll see how you know the Covenant works on the inside, such and such. But she barely. She doesn't spend that much time with the no, Covenant. No, Because her whole thing is, like, trying to find the other artifact. No, and, and, and that's sort of, uh, I think, McKeezy, not to say, nothing bad to the actor. Nothing bad to any of the actors on this show. I think they do a good job um, with, with what they're given. Uh, just that the, the storyline for McKee seems very, like, inconsequential because it, you're led to believe that she was meant to be this sort of, like, our, the human perspective of the Covenant, right? Like you said earlier, and it, yet the covenant don't factor in at all. Yeah, they they don't really. Yeah, we don't get to see them a whole lot. Like you don't know who the prophets are unless you're someone like us who's played the games and or explored the lore, right? Yeah, they only mention their names a couple of times, so you'll probably forget them as well. Cause uh, man, they know they know distinction of color there. Yeah, I mean, there's like, the seats have colors that would associate with the prophets of the games, but mm-hmm. other than that, they don't have like the traditional headdresses and such and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just all kinds of, uh, it's just, again, it's a very bizarre choice of like, of making, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no character for us to latch on that's on the set Covenant side, right? Not, like, like, not, not like an arbiter. Well, yeah, I mean, Granted, like I don't, I feel like you don't have to have that because well, not, and not not this soon. Yeah, because the you know, the arbiter was introduced in Halo Two, and that really gave us perspective. But if you wanted to, like, I guess stick more to like uh, pre like Halo One stuff, then yeah, like have the Covenant being this existential crisis. You know, uh, have them be sort of like because like, again, like there's moments where they do show the Covenant being pretty brutal. I mean, they. Go in like the first episode. They just uh, I didn't leave, just straight up just kills all these women and children in this hideout or whatever. Yeah, the, he guns them down. Yeah, and all, and we granted we don't see a full on glassing, but we see images of an aftermath of a glassing of a planet. So, like the Covenant are a threat, but the show seems more interested in the like I guess the political squabblings within the UNSC rather than getting to see and here's the thing you can do both you can but there's nothing for us to latch on to the political aspect of it to make us like interested in the fact that hey you know yes they've done this but also we have to acknowledge the fact that there's nothing we can do about it (laughs) yeah it's i don't know it's it's certainly a weird thing because it feels like there's already like there's multiple different plot points of political infighting or whatever, mm-hmm. but within the UNSC, obviously, insurrection. I think there's too many. Yeah, I think yeah, I feel like there might be the insurrection plotline with Quan and stuff. There's obviously the stuff between Halsey and like her commanding officer, and heck, the commanding officer with the other officers kind of have a bit of a like you know like we don't really like you it's like that's not my fault it's Aussie you know I, I got this don't worry about it kind of thing and you know obviously the Spartans starting to lose faith with Halsey you know all, all this stuff you just uh yeah it just feels like it's a bit too much and it's like it's there's too many cooks in the kitchen yeah it's too much plot lines that are like like just making it sort of just like what the hell are we watching you know mm-hmm. like not to say that like you know, a Halo show should just be all action or whatever. No, no, no. It, but the the if you're gonna do a story uh, like a political thriller, the politic has to has to be engaging, right? And when you have too many, and granted, like 
in real life, it, there there is a lot of politics, right? Where a lot of like infighting and in, in groups and stuff like that, where you would see this and that, right? Like you can't listen. It's not my fault. It's the people. Um, a lot of it, but there's no buildup or reason as to why there's so much issue. And like it's there's too many for us to care about, and none of them are executed in a way for us to really be engaged in, right? Because the Quan thing, I didn't. No one gave a fuck about the Quan storyline, and it's sad because like that could work, right? In theory, it could work, but like it, it we barely it it was barely any point to it at all to the overall game story. Yeah, yeah, especially considering the fact that it feels like. The story is a bit more engaging when you don't have Quan being like the side plot of an episode. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, like, again, I get what they wanted to do with Quan or whatever, but it just feels like, again, she's mm-hmm. just there to be served as a plot point and not do much at all in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, I think you could have, in theory, maybe done something with her that's a bit more interesting. And I think half of the reason why I think people don't care much about the Quan storyline is just because in the grand scheme of things, Quan's whole arc of, like, I want to, you know, liberate magical such and such. And it's like, a lot of the characters in the universe are like, we can't do that anymore. Oh, no, she got a lot of resistance. Yeah, because, you know, and rightfully so, because a lot of them are like, Hey, uh, there's an existential crisis. Aliens killed your family, your, your dad, killed everyone you knew in that camp, and you're still on about wanting to liberate Magical. We have bigger issues to her, deal with. Her, her character arc was stuck for for a good long while. There, there was nothing of her to to learn. Right? She she didn't you know improve. She didn't do anything. It wasn't until like an episode, but by then you're just still at the point where like, wait. So then, what's the point? Yeah, it just she just serves up to be like a a plot point for potent like for the season two, I guess. And yeah, no, it's it's just so weird. Um, and so I guess that's something we can go. We can move on. We can move on to something else. Um, how about something funny? Uh, the the side scientist's death. That was the funniest thing ever. I mean, yeah. Uh. He was always a bit of a weirdo. Uh, like he has this weird, like he just—he's just a very weird guy. I can't describe how weird he is. Like I don't know what was the point. Like I don't. Yeah, I don't get why they made him that weird. Because he has this weird fixation with Halsey's like clone they used before they make Cortana. He almost made out with her. Yeah, it's just like, what is up with this guy? Like, is he's he, very like? Is this supposed to say something about like? scientists or is this just like they wanted to have a weird character to have a weird character like i don't know was it supposed to like make you feel unsettling because this is the this is the way halsey works because I, I don't think i need that yeah i just 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 her her actions speak speak volumes to that and it's so weird but it, i was i'm like i was so glad nothing against the actor i i, I blame the writing um but like the moment he died, I was like, oh, thank God, he's gone. And they even treated his body like shit, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> well, I mean... Well, they did not really like shit, but you know what I mean. Yeah, you just see the dead body flaying all around uh, when the ship is crashing. So, I mean, yeah, it is kind of funny. Commitment, it, uh, you know, the props to the actor. Good job. Good job, man. Good job. You did a good job. Um, but aside from that, like, I can't think of um, anything else to say. I guess, have we said anything positive? Um, I think we have, I mean, I've said some positive things, i.e. the Covenant seem, whenever they are on screen, they seem to be a viable threat. Mm-hmm. Granted, yeah, they're, they some of the grunts are cannon fodder, obviously, but they do seem to be acting out like the Covenant should act out for the most part within mm-hmm. the Halo story. Um, the visuals... Uh, can be hit and miss, but when they are good, they're really good, especially with the profits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, and like I said, like, there's a lot of. I feel like it's more like there's a lot of potential for this show. 
Oh no, yeah, that's I think that's my consent my my general statement for the show. It's a very like missed opportunity kind of thing where nothing is very much explored, but they they have the makings of something that could be good. And it's sad to see that it doesn't execute them so well. Um the actor who played Pablo Schreiber, the guy who plays Chief, when he's has everything on, helmet and suit, Dude looks like it. He acts like it. He moves like he moves like Chief. Yeah. Like I could see why. Like that first episode with him walking around, with him being in suit, I was like, you know, I can, I can dig this. I can dig this. Why, why'd you move your helmet though? Yeah, I mean that is definitely one of those uh, things. I feel like a lot of people are probably hung up about it way too much. I mean, it's definitely. I think I, I said this before. Like, I'm okay with them, like, you know, like, removing the helmet for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's just that it needs to be executed, like, it has to be a solid reason for it, like in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, Mando doesn't take off his helmet because it's Creed, unless it's very specific moments where he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should have been something similar with Chief, where he's, like, he's all business, he, like, he just puts on the helmet whenever he wants. Uh all the time, such and such. Uh, he only takes it off in front of his uh, fellow Spartans. Or, you know, for a specific reason, i.e., like in the first episode, he takes it off just to gain Quan's trust, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great reason to keep get his helmet off. But then he keeps it off for, like, a majority of that time. And then he keeps the suit off for a majority of the time. Yeah, it's just... Because uh... it doesn't feel Halo without... That is an iconic look, right? I f- yeah, and I feel like there's a reason why a lot of the marketing for this show definitely just has Chief in his suit. Because, yeah, that is that is Master Chief, that is Halo. So, it seems like the marketing team understands that, but, you know, the the, the writers seem to, like, not really care as much. Um, and I guess the whole point of John's story arc was just, like, the human or the ma- or the machine... Which why I think kind of ends the way it does with Chief, with like Cortana fully taking over his body, and him. I didn't say this when you were talking about it, but he acts very much like Chief. In the in the mannerisms and in the movement and everything else, I feel like he acts like what people think Chief acts like. Yeah, just a silent walking death machine. Yeah, that like just does all these things without question. And that's not who Chief is, though. Yeah, because even in. Th- like, I feel like that's what people think Chief is, but, like, even in the games, he does have a bit of personality, he's, but he's barely, but he's mostly just business, kind mm-hmm. of, in, in a sense. He's all about, like, following his orders. There, there's a reason why Cortana and him flow well so together, because they, the way they talk back to each other. Yeah, like, Cortana is ma- is more of, like, I mean, they add a, it's, it's an obvious contrast between them. Like, Cortana is an AI, but she has way more human emotions or, like, human personalities than Master Chief, who is a, who is a human, but sort of, like... More robotic. Kind of, more, yeah, more robotic, more of, like, mm-hmm. doing such and such things. But they, that's how they bounce off each other well. But it, and also the fact that Chief is, is someone who cares about his fellow soldiers he's always respectful uh unless pushed mm-hmm. remember del rio yeah yeah he was like no sir i'm not following that order <laughs> and he's like you surrender to the AI. it's like no you're right there's you know i gotta stop the didact and if you guys aren't willing to help i gotta do it myself yeah and also the fact that that hill ford is basically just probably the most emotional he's been i mean yeah because that whole plot point is Cortana going through rampancy, which, if you don't know, in the lore, uh, AIs it's like Cortana only lasts for like seven years. She dying. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's a slow uh, death for them. Mm-hmm. So she's pretty much like, I'm not gonna lose you. We're gonna get mm-hmm. back to Earth. We're gonna find Halsey. She's gonna fix you up. You know, we're doing. You know, I ain't losing you. Uh, and yeah, and that's sort of the emotional question of Halo Four. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just. Again, like, there's a lot of things I, that can be liked about this show, I feel. And I don't think it's, like, the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. No. 
No, I, I agree. There's de there's probably a lot worse video game adaptations out there. And I guess when the bar is so low that people love the first Sonic movie, even though it's just a standard generic buddy road trip movie, but with Sonic. And the only reason people love it is just because uh, the fanboys bullied the, the Paramount to change Sonic's design. <laughs> and uh, to be more like accurate yeah i mean i'm just saying like if that's the bar of like good video game adaptations then halo is just below what i feel <laughs> fair enough i mean i get what you're saying um but at the same time i would say at least sonic had a more engaging story what of it being simple i yeah i guess it's simple enough and i guess to be fair with Sonic lore, it's so, I guess, inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> that, like, you could just get away with doing that because it's, like, you know... People does... have different interpretations. Yeah, yeah people, have their, yeah, people have different interpretations of how Sonic lore should be. Obviously, there's, like, the first, you know, games on the, gen on the Genesis, but then you have Avenger 1 and Avenger 2, which don't feel like they're a part of that series again. No, they're their no, own no. separate thing. Then there's, you know... E like, you can put Sonic into anything, and it seems like it kind of works. I mean, hell, they fucking made him into a fucking werehog, and they put him in with King Arthur and shit, so... That was weird. Yeah, Sonic goes through weird stuff, so... Well, I, not know. just that, even the the, the cartoons in, in the in the U.S., you know, you had, the, the, you had, like, two versions going on, and you had the one that we grew up with, with the uh, Sonic Underground, with uh, his brothers and sister. Which, I mean, are never mentioned in any other media... Because I just... Aside from maybe the comics. Aside from maybe the comics. And then the comics are different. And stuff like that. And... Because what was that girl... What was his Sonic's girlfriend's name? That is not Amy. The other chick. Sandy? I guess her name is Sandy. I don't know. She's, a, she's like a chipmunk looking girl. She's like... I don't know. Something like that. Um... Besides the point. They had, they, had, they had some freedom to do, right? Yeah. Um... Here, not so much. Um, you clearly, because there is like an established thing where it's kind of hard for us not to immediately compare, you know. Um, but it, it's not the worst thing I've seen. I've seen worse. I mean, it didn't hurt my brain like a Cowboy Bebop, the live, uh, you know, the live action version did. That I'm glad I never showed you that. I didn't want to look at that, honestly. Um, yeah, like, at the end of the day, I feel like mm -hmm. there was a lot of wasted potential with this show, and I think that's sort of the, my main takeaway, is that there's a lot of, it's a lot of wasted potential. Like, there's a lot of things you can do with Halo as a property, and, I mean, I was more or less fine with them being like, oh, it's going to be different from uh, the Halo lore, it's going to be essentially like its own thing, which I'm fine with. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I know some hardcore fans are, would be like, you know, it's bullshit, blah, 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 you know, but I'm like, it's an adaptation, let them, like, do their own thing, so that way, you know, I don't know, it, it's easier for you to just ignore it, because you, in your mind, you can just consider it non-canon, right? Mm -hmm. If it's gonna be... Technically, it's own, it is non-canon. Yeah, yeah, it's in its own separate timeline mm -hmm. or whatever, that E3 or three wants to use an ex as an excuse. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's very much, for me, it's very much like, I'm fine with them for, for, for like, I guess, trying to like make a different thing or whatever, but th with, the, with the various possibilities that you can do in a Halo show, they, they kind of go, very, like, I don't know, they, they, they go in a very sort of, uh, Mm. scattered brain direction of like trying to do a lot of things but not yeah. executing a lot of them great yeah like they want to do all these things and have the show be super i guess interesting or in engaging but half of the stuff they do either doesn't work or kind of works and like you're just left with like why are we doing this <laughs> mm -hmm. so yeah, that's I guess for me that's sort of my thoughts on the Halo series as a whole is that it's kind of wasted potential. I mean, I'm wondering how a season two will look like 
And honestly, I think we, I think the best way to, uh, to end this episode is just talk about what they could do, right? Because I don't want to end it in such a negative way and just say, you know, fuck the writers, fuck, you know, all that shit. Because I feel like you can come back from this, right? You can come back and make something great out of this. I don't agree with, like, just purely negative criticism. Because there, if there's good, because there's always something good. If it's bad, then yeah, it's bad. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, just gotta go with it and just you know move on to something else. But if there's a potential for it to be better, like this show does have the potential to be better, I think it's best to talk about how to be better, right? And I think part of it is just having more, more, uh, just a more consistent story, right? You know, now that chief may or not be gone maybe you want to explore that i don't know how you're going to explore that but i think maybe having him like you know coming back from it maybe still being alive and sort of deal with the fact that you know there's this problem we find out about the forerunners well forerunner artifacts and then we can probably and we can probably more see more aspects of the covenant right because even if we don't see much of the covenant i think looking into the covenant and what they're all about maybe we can understand more because if if you don't understand why the covenant is after is hell-bent on killing humans and the kind of irony that that it has for that it is for them to kill humans i think that i think you, if you explore that angle i think it would be really interesting to see yeah i think there is a lot of uh, ways to, like, I guess, fixing Halo, the series. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly it is just, yeah, streamlining the story more or less. Like, ha- like if you wanted it to be, like, this show about, like, finding these artifacts, then make it, like, a, you know, a bit of an adventure story where they have to find these artifacts before the Covenant do, mm-hmm. you know? Not necessarily have it be, like, episodic or whatever, but, you know, just have them, like, going through, ver- doing various missions and stuff. And yeah, like maybe do explore like a bit of the uh, the covenant, um, uh, you know, society and stuff. Maybe we just went through. Uh, yeah, and if not, you know, have them be more of a prevalent threat. Yeah, like have them show up more often. You mm-hmm. know, like like have them actually be like this in, like ever present like existential threat to humanity instead of just only showing up when they sort of feel like they needs to be a big action scene mm-hmm. because hey that it's been a while since we have one of those you know um throw in an elite here and there yeah like it's i don't know it also i guess i mean like with the quan storyline clearly i feel like it's run its course at this point i don't think she has anything else to do except i don't know hang out on magical for a while definitely seems like she's that's what she's gonna do so maybe only bring her up when you absolutely need her at this point, mm-hmm. i.e. when they're like, hey, we need to get to Halo or whatever. And it's like, I got the portal. I got everything you need. Um, as for the Halsey plotline, I mean, it's definitely going to be, I guess, interesting to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Maybe the, the, she'll be like the, the, the character that like goes to the Covenant to try to find Halo. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is something that has happened in the games, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, maybe because, like, if she's so, like, hell-bent on finding Halo and seeing it as a way to, like, advance uh, human evolution and stuff, like, maybe that's her way in, because obviously at this point she doesn't have the resources to uh, find Halo because she doesn't have Chief with her, McKee is dead. You know, so she she just has no way of like getting to it without having to do some trickery. Um, but yeah, uh, I think streamlining a bit of the plot, um, have the covenant be more of a presence in the show, even if you have to do stuff like I don't know, like have a, a elite point of view character or something like that for the covenant for us to at least understand why are they doing the things they do. Instead of just being like generic evil aliens, um, yeah, I think that's really all you can do. Uh, the chief's plot line definitely seems like it's either gonna be something that's gonna 
last for maybe an episode or two, or like they spend the whole season trying to get Chief back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we'll do something with the rest. But you know, and like you, you could make them like short story arcs, really, and then like culminating to one big one, I guess, or just making just complete nothing but short story arcs. Like imagine if like Chief and the Silver Team crew having to help evacuees from a glassing. How insane would that be? Yeah. So, like, I, again, I don't think this is a terrible show. I think there's potential for it to be better. And I think I think there is potential for it to, you know, make it out of being such maybe a crappy show. And to be better. There's always an opportunity. Heck, there are shows where, like, you know, this kind of sucks. And then, like, you come back and it's like... But the writers come back, do better, and they're like, oh, no, this is actually a really good show. It just had the, it just had a really shitty start. I mean, yeah, I think that can happen sometimes. Mm. Um, like, not everything is going to be like a season one Game of Thrones where it all hits well. Mm-hmm. Um, or season one of anything. I mean, yeah, sometimes, like, you're, like, you know, it's like, I guess I, I think the point, uh, I guess what I'm trying to make is that, like, as long as a show is willing to get those extra seasons and the writers are willing mm-hmm. to learn from their mistakes and improve the story, mm-hmm. then you can get a good show out of it. Mm-hmm. Much like how a good show can turn bad just because of one season. And yeah, so just you, a good show can turn good and a good show and a bad show can turn a good show. A good show can turn bad and a good show, a bad show can turn good. And sometimes it just needs the right amount of people. Like, I'm going to throw this out there, Joey. You know this. Sunny. Always Sunny wasn't. Didn't start off so good. Well. I would say that It's Always Sunny didn't reach uh, its peak until later seasons, I feel. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, like, uh, It's Always Sunny. I mean, this is comparing a, a comedy show to a narrative story, yeah. first of all. Um, but more to the point, I think the first season of Sunny can be a little rough on the edges. Um, but it's not until you get to the second season when they introduce Danny DeVito's character and, you know, various other things. Like, I wouldn't, I feel like most people would say that the first season isn't their favorite season, but it's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. And then when they add more to the various characters and the scenarios they go through, then yeah, you're like, yeah, this is a good, is, I like the show, you know? Mm. And if we're just going to go through the aspect of, hey, this first season can be a little bit rough on the edges, but overall have a decent idea. And the writers, you know, God willing, if they're willing to try and actually make a better story with the story they already have, mm-hmm. then and improve on various aspects, then yeah, we can get a further better story. It just it, obviously the question is: Will the will the writers for the Halo show and the showrunners and stuff be willing to listen to all these critiques and uh, be like, okay, I think we know we went run wrong here. Let's try to improve for the second season, you know. But yeah, it's uh, that's that's kind of a. It's hopeful. It's hope. You know, there's hope. Anyways, guys, it's the end of the episode. Thank you for checking us out. Uh, well, what, what do you what do you give it, Jay? I give this show like a six out of ten. I'm surprised we are in agreement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six out of ten for me. Uh, you know, if you guys like what you heard, um, be sure to follow us on all social, uh, forms of social media: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I think it's concerns we're most active on our Instagram. And if you're on there, there's a link tree to all the podcasts and sets we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all that good stuff. Uh, be sure to you know follow us there, you know, rate us, and all that good stuff. Uh, link to the YouTube for all your audio listeners out there who want to put a face to the voice. We're there. Likes, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. And we do have a link to the Patreon where you can support us any form of way. We'll take any donations, any form of, you know, help is fine. And yeah, that's the end of season one of Halo. And yeah, it hurts. It hurts a bit. I feel like a disappointed father, you know, mm-hmm. just seeing like coming home and realizing your son uh, just sort of like drawn the wall. Just like, yeah, just like took this you know your walls and just absolutely messed up everything but you kind of see a bit of picasso and i was like that actually looks kind of neat i'm just disappointed you had to do this on my wall and not on a sheet of paper you know (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, um, yeah, no, I gotcha. Yeah, I gotcha. It's, it's one of those things where you look at it like, oh my god, this is some shitty artwork, but, oh wait, there's, there's actually attention to detail. I never noticed. Oh, this ain't that bad, but the end product doesn't look that good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess more, I guess probably maybe another uh, solid comparison is like, like, I don't know, it's like, we're so close to maybe getting something good out of this, but then you just, you just fumble it, you know? Mm -hmm. but, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, guys, have a good one. It's me, you boy, you lie. Give me Joe. You guys have a good one. Peace.